Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Centurion Leadership Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host for this podcast and another new series that we're introducing, which is called Leaders and Entrepreneurs in History. And so Merry Christmas, anyone, for our Christian listeners in. Um, Yes, it is Christmas Eve, so what better way to start this new series and this new topic than to talk about who was Jesus of Nazareth. So in this series, we're going to talk about different leaders throughout and entrepreneurs throughout history that sort of encapsulate a lot of different ideals. Um, And we're going to refine those ideals in later episodes. We're going to try to drop one of these leaders and entrepreneurs in history um, episodes once a month, hopefully. Um, We're we're trying to find outside entrepreneurs to also help with this. Um, Just so everyone knows, also, we're also going to be launching a family movie night type of series, which is Leadership in the Family um, series, Demario Presley, uh, he's won the Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints. Yes, he's also the executive director of logistics, distribution, and fulfillment um, at Food Service Partners. Uh, so he wears like multiple hats. And like I said, he won a Super Bowl. So one of the things that he has brought to us um, through our internal leadership program at Food Service Partners is the analysis of movies. So. We'll start to do things like that, and in January, you guys will actually start to see us push it in the content that's below, um, and the first movie, um, Being Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith in it, is going to be the first movie night of the month of January, so family movie night, how do we analyze leadership through family activities like movies, and what does it mean? Um, I think it's a pretty cool idea. Um, so it's something that we're going to introduce and Demario is going to host that and there'll be a group of us, um, from various, uh, podcasts within the better with bacon fat family, uh, studios family that'll be on there to help, you know, drive the leadership conversation. So I think it's kind of a cool concept and we'll bring in guests as well, um, on those who are also going to be a part of our other series. Um, so which is the exposure through leadership or exposure through leader series also. So we're trying to give multi dynamics to leadership. Uh, We're trying to look at it multiple ways and we're trying to introduce things that will actually help introduce leadership into families and into the classrooms and into businesses or organizations. So that's going to be the focus. So why choose Jesus of Nazareth? One, it just so happened that the launch date and the day of the week we wanted to launch these met with December 24th. It also, I can't think of, regardless of religious belief, at least in the Western world, of a leader who has had a greater impact on the world 
and the way we live in, in terms of humanity towards each other, in terms of love. So I want to look at him as a leader and less as the religious aspects. I The religious aspects are important because they give humans moral and ethical foundations. But I want to look at him in his leadership and sort of pull out the pieces of who he was and why his legacy still exists today um, and what leadership traits those were. Okay, so if we look at fear-based leadership in history, none of it's still around. Okay, so we can look at Jesus' love-based leadership still around, relationship-based leadership still around. Okay, very important. Legacies, family legacies, legacies of the things we built, they're built off of relationships and impacting and empowering people and so on and so forth. Some of the things, if you guys want, uh, look at my Instagram at Justin Bizarro, you'll find on there, there's, I have about 18 different E's I use for leadership over a lifetime um, for me. That's important to me. That's my opinion of them because I don't think leadership can be weighed while you're alive fully. I think it has to be something that's weighed on the impact that you have for generations. So how do we make an impact where someone can look back on us, family, friends, um, history and say, Hey, they really made a big, huge positive impact in life. That's what I'm valuing in Jesus in terms of his leadership is the positive impact it has. It's, it's in God, we trust in the constitution. It's, you know, a lot of moral and ethical foundations come from Judaic Christian points of view in most of the Western world. So that's the kind of influence that those have had that's also like being Italian um, and also knowing the similarities culturally to um, to people of Jewish descent in the compounding of family and legacy. You know, one's Catholic Christian based, one's Jewish based, right? So it's, you know, and if I'm using any of the terms wrong, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just doing the best I can here to explain a point. And that point being is what is the legacy that you leave through your leadership? And so I've done a lot of research. So if you hear papers rattling around, I apologize. I'm going to try to keep this quick. Obviously, everyone wants to enjoy their Christmas Eve. But I think it's important that as we go into the new year, that we really look at some of the leaders that have legacy over a lifetime. What are the ones we know about? Okay. What are the ones that we're going to keep it consistent? And I want to give this example because, for example, there is, um, there have been kings and queens, for example, that were beloved or great during their rule or during their rule they changed or they became mad or they didn't take care of their mental health or their emotional intelligence. In this case, same thing. And um, they didn't become great leaders and they certainly were great as history looked back on them. So what I'm talking about is the lifetime event of things that, that went by. And one other thing I want to talk about is when I said love, that doesn't mean Jesus didn't have conviction or anger or um, rage towards doing the right thing. He didn't, he let out his passion in a way that was conviction. And I think sometimes in today's society, we blanket it as anger, yelling, and, um, rage when it's really not it's conviction and passion so i i would encourage everyone to look at what's passion towards a subject matter 
you know, the best for humanity and what, what we're doing and what is an actual attack on a human that we should be mad about. You know, what's passion and what's actually anger and being mean. So I think that Jesus really looked at this as a human. He really looked at loving, but also what was tough love, what's loving with conviction in the world. It doesn't mean I, I have to love everyone and do whatever. I can forgive everyone for myself. I think forgiveness is one of the leadership qualities he's had. We talked about love. We talked about conviction so far, guys, just so we're keeping track. And and now we're going to talk about forgiveness. And that's not forgiveness so I allow a person to keep hurting me or that I don't do it. It means that I'm forgiving them because obviously they've been through something or whatever and it's their lens. And I don't know why they're doing this to me, but there is a reason and it's it could be hurtful or it could be wrong. But I can try to make it better. But an eye for an eye or going and retaliating isn't always the best method. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that it isn't necessary when conviction and defending yourself, okay? It's like a little bit of if you're going to fight the devil and it's the most evil thing ever, you better be really mean with your goodness to fight evil. And I don't mean mean in a bad way or doing things wrong, but you're going to have to be aggressive. And often aggression is looked at as mean in today's society. So aggression, Jesus was aggressive with his vision. He was so aggressive with it, he laid his life out for it. I just want you guys to think about it. When we think that Jesus was a pacifist and, and a loving person, one, he wasn't a pacifist. And he didn't let, he understood love being the opposite of fear, okay? And leading with love and what that actually mean and conquering fear and, and other people's fear and how fear is evil, okay? But to override such a strong thing as fear and evil, it takes a lot of conviction and power and being loud, in your message and speaking about it. You can be calm. You can also be loud. Uh, you know, I believe, you know, if my memory is not mistaken, you know, when that's nothing wrong with going after things that you believe in and speaking up against them. I believe Jesus did it all the time. If you look at the Bible with conviction, even laid his life out for it. So, okay. But he was also forgiving of those who, who who came after him or caused harm to him. Why? Because if he got caught up in all of that stuff, he could not stay focused on his vision, which was positivity, right? Ultimately, better relationships between men and women and God and their purpose. Ultimately, if we want to really look at what God does for us, he provides us with a big purpose. You know, it's not over when we die. But I also think that if you look at what Jesus said while we're here on earth, we leave a legacy here on earth. Long after we're gone. And if there's heaven and the life after, it's not only somewhere else. It's here. Our soul and our influence lives on by the impact we make here. So the judgment lives on not only by God, the ultimate judgment, but what God in the references, if we look at it, is history will judge us. And if we are remembered and we've left a lasting impact in our family and in our communities, then we've done something positive. If we're remembered for something bad, history will judge us after we're dead just the same. 
And if you've done nothing, you're going to be forgotten. So how do we, we leave positively? How do we make an impact? Those are the things I'm talking about. But forgiveness is important. You can't lead. You can't have a, a vision. So if we want to talk about the fourth thing, I, I think we were talking about love. Um, I lost track of them temporarily because I moved my sheets of paper. But we were just at forgiveness, love, conviction, uh, forgiveness. Um, and we'll talk about vision. He obviously had a vision. He he talked about what he wanted. Right? He he preached about it to everyone. He he had discipline in it. He stayed disciplined to his vision. So vision being one, discipline also being another one. If we're going to make it quick, he stayed disciplined in his goals. Once he figured it out from 30 to 33 years old, he stayed focused on his vision. And he did it in three years and look at the impact. Right? He was a carpenter. He started off just like you and me, mediocre means of life by all means if we looked at it really. <clears throat> and look at the impact he made. He had discipline. He learned from carpentry. That's the point. Long term, build things by hand to get an outcome. That's the importance of him being a carpenter. So that's the discipline part, right? He built things by his hands. There's a significant correlation there in the message. So... The other thing um, is he used teamwork. You can call it delegating. You can call it empowering. As I use, I use the word empowerment. But he empowered 12 disciples or executives of his entrepreneurial journey to spread goodness throughout the world. And the currency was happiness, right? He was an entrepreneur, spread a message with his 12 disciples, and his currency was happiness and if you're religious, a way to heaven. Okay, so um, it's a pretty huge thing. So how did he do it? He had disciples and he delegated to them tests. John the Baptist. Okay. Even in the end, they all played their role to what would lead to his legacy. They were all uh, delegates. All the way through, he delegated to them. He made sure that in that delegation, that it wasn't just do this. No, he empowered them to continue on the message. All right, that's true teamwork. Where I'm empowering my team to do more than I did. So imagine if there were no disciples. Jesus dies, who's going to carry on the message after he's gone? Where does the legacy go thereafter? Nope, 12 disciples right? Teamwork. Um, accountability. Um, you know, he said what he, what he meant. He, he did what he said. Um, he believed in accountability to God as an example in the religious form. So accountability to himself, I think in a lot of ways, when we're religious, we're accountable to God, but what we're doing is we're placing the accountability we have to, should have to ourselves to God. Um, so if we really want to be accountable to God, we really need to be accountable to ourselves. And that's the lesson there, guys. And that's something that is directly there. You want to be accountable in the end. You want your legacy. You want to be judged after you're gone properly. Right there. Right. So be accountable 
make sure you're, you're hold yourself accountable or else you can't do all the other things that are required to be a leader. Um, I think it's important. You know, I think the other thing, um, humility, obviously we know that Jesus was a humble person. He put, by all accounts that I can find, put everyone else's needs before his own. Um, and in a weird way, by doing that, everyone in the world continues to know his name every day for the rest of ever. I don't think there'll be a time where no one will know who Jesus of Nazareth was. Right? Like his name lives on forever. His legacy lives on forever. His God-likeness is because his name has lived on forever. His impact and his message has lived on forever. Again, beyond the religious thing, obviously, come here, save us. How did he save us? He was a leader. He led us. Why is that important? Because it's still around today, 2,000 years later. Still standing strong, we're still impact. Possibly the longest living legacy of leadership ever. Other than Moses and, and, and the, the stuff in the Old Testament, Right? And we'll analyze those leaders as well. But all I'm saying is the impact of these leaders that led back then was really based on positivity. There are not many, we know them in history, but their name doesn't ring through the head of most of the humans on earth. And while we all may know the name, for example, of Hitler... It will be a few generations and history will pass before no one remembers who he is. And it will only be in a history book and a synopsis. But Moses, a Jewish person, he'll live on forever because he did it positively. And so no matter what Hitler did to the Jewish people, there's still Jewish leaders out there that have a way bigger legacy than he ever had. And it's horrible what he did. And I don't wish it upon anyone, but it means we allowed fear into our life and that's what happened and that's not Jesus right I said he was loving so if we allow in fear fear of other people fear of other people's wealth fear of other people's success fear that other people's skin tone feel of white people have too much black people are getting more whatever not enough it doesn't matter when we have those fears it's not love love is I'm going to give you an example. It doesn't matter what we are or what we look like or what religion we are or whatever love is that we can have acceptance in who other people are and that their vision and their goals in life, as long as it doesn't infringe on mine and my family's, it's okay to do it. If they come after me, well, guess what, guys? There's, if you want to love and you want to love your family and you want to leave your belief system... Conviction requires getting angry and protecting yourself and your family and your beliefs. It's not, that is still love. There is, fear can drive anger and love can drive anger. I'm not saying you should use anger improperly or anger is something that you need to go to, but I will say it is necessary if you're trying to protect your family. And I'm not saying stupidly, I'm talking about really protecting your family. I'm talking about things that we need to do and have conviction in and be angry in and stand up for. Because if we're religious and we say that pacifism and that's what we need to do in the golden rule, 
yes, the golden rule is true. But we often emphasize the golden rule so much from the Bible and the message that we lost track of the conviction, the rage, the, the David versus Goliath. It was violence, guys. He shot a pebble. The Goliath was going to kill him. Okay, so I wouldn't say it was bad, but, you know, at some point, it's part of the history. And in this case, what did it teach us? That even the smallest of us have the loudest of voices and can make the greatest of impact if we don't run from confrontation. And so that's another thing I'm going to talk about with Jesus. Jesus did not run away from confrontation. He actually went right into it, right? So much so, he ended up on a cross. He was not afraid to to argue his ideas or challenge someone else's ideas. He was not afraid to speak up for what he believed in. It goes back to conviction, but what I'm really talking about here is um, not being afraid, I guess, would be a more of an accurate term. He he moved himself forward, and I think it's a hugely, you know, great thing. So um, I kind of got off track there because I went out of order now that my sheets are um, off. But um, um, I, I see a lot of it. So I was talking about humility, I think. He, he really put him in himself um, caring for others. And he did it in a way that he would protect others. And he saw that you have the right to have conviction, which I said, this is part of the humility in order to help those that are in need, like who else is going to do it. Um, and evil and oppression, like I said, um, and helping others and have the humility of helping others. I can help others in love and provide food and support and a water and a roof over their head. But I can also provide love to someone in what would look at violence, which is if someone's going to attack them or hurt them, I'm protecting them. Right? It may be a fight. It may not go well. I may hurt someone that's coming into my family by shooting them because they're going to hurt someone. That's violence in, in the form. But I wouldn't say it was done out of fear or hurt, I would say it was done out of love for protecting. And we've got to distinguish the difference. Of course, you can argue he was afraid that someone might hurt his family, but it's from a position of love. There is a difference. There's a difference how fear is used. There's a difference how we use fear in ourselves. Okay, so um, I'm kind of all over the board. I apologize. Um, I'm going to go through a few more here. We talked about discipline. We talked about um, empowerment for the next generation teamwork. We talked about forgiveness. We talked about accountability. We've talked about love. Um, we've talked about humility. Um, I'm going to talk about generosity and gratitude also. Um, and we've talked about it in some other podcasts. Why is, um, being grateful so important and, um, and why is appreciation so important? If you don't appreciate what you have in the life that you have, you can't have anything better. And it doesn't matter what you wish for, or what you pray for. It comes down to the um, serenity prayer, basically, which is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Give me the power to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. 
Like that's in and of itself. What do I have control over? What do, what can I control and take action in to be prepared for when there is opportunity for an opportunity for when something that I don't have control over comes to me that I do want, I better be prepared for it. Okay. And so there's that for me. It's in that gratitude in life and being prepared and appreciating what I have is how I'm prepared for the thing and the opportunities that offer me something more. Um, if I don't appreciate the things that I have, meaning give them more value, um, you know, teachability, teaching was something that Jesus did. I, I sort of lump it into this um, in, in learning for a lifetime, but it's um, being generous with your time and, and being grateful for what I have so I can be generous and give it to someone else because I have to give it away if I'm going to have room for more. Like I need to give it to someone so I understand it. Because if I'm going to truly learn something and become a master at it, I've got to be able to teach it to someone else. There it is. And that's what I'm talking about here in the gratitude and generosity. I got to appreciate what I'm being given so much and I value it so much that uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I have the gratitude to have the generosity to give it back. And in that generosity of giving it back, I empower myself. And I learn more and I master it because now I'm able to teach it to someone else and learn from someone else as they do it. So um, I think that's pretty pretty clear. I think positivity um, was a huge one. Encouragement, if you look at one of my E's, I think there's encouragement in there. I'm not positive, um, but definitely empowerment. But he was encouraging by the words. He wanted people to do better. He wanted positivity. He believed that no human's fate was sealed, regardless of economics, regardless of whatever that we could sort of lift ourselves up spiritually, meaning get our insides moving well and our soul healed and healthy so we could become better years down the road. Like he, you know, in my opinion, it's about healing the soul and getting better now and continuing to heal the soul. So whatever I'm doing now, we talk about this a lot in the podcast, whatever's going on in inside, it will be reflected five years down the road. And do I have the discipline? Another thing we talked about to see it all the way through to five years to actually see the results and have the discipline to keep doing it. Um, and then my last one is Jesus dreamed, right? He talked about faith and having faith in things and faith in God. That's one thing. But would he also, in that faithfulness and in, in the ability to do that and to free think in that way and, and believe in God and, and be accountable to God and do these things, what it also allowed us to do is open our minds. And the more people that thought this way, the more people that were opening their minds, right? You start getting more entrepreneurial. You start you know, dreaming more because your mind can open up to the possibility of what you don't see right in front of you. That's the importance of faith also, guys, and what it teaches us. It helps us open up the ability of our minds to see what is not here now or here. It gives you the ability to envision to have a goal that may not have happened yet. Jesus did it. He believed in a better world. He believed in a loving world that people treated each other better. And he did it with conviction and vision and by running a good team and delegating to them and teamwork. So 
I apologize for getting lost here and there. This went way longer than I expected. But everyone have a happy holidays. I hope some of those points helped. I will probably do another one again. Um, again, I was a little bit all over the board. It was my first one, so I was trying to structure it, try to get all the paperwork and research together so I could be accurate. Um, but again, um, there's plenty of books out there. Uh, there's a ton of articles. I will put some in the notes of this podcast, um, some links to some other people that are out there um, that you can look at if you wanted to do some research. I'll even recommend a book. Um called Learning to Lead Like Jesus, 11 Principles to Help You Serve, Inspire, and Equip Others by Boyd Bailey. Um, it didn't exactly match my exact religious Christian beliefs, obviously, but the core points of the 11 principles I thought were good. And again, I used a lot of articles off the internet. I will gladly share with everyone if they wanted to continue to read. Um, and if I can help people, um, you know, do more research or go on a journey on their own to look at this subject really and why um, and how each of us can really lead in these ways and leave a legacy behind us that's just as outreaching if we really try or if we're entrepreneurs we can have just as great as an impact in our organizations by being the person that drives moral and ethics and core values into generations through our businesses. You know, and it makes our businesses, communities, and civilizations in and of themselves. So I would really encourage everyone to look at Christmas and Christmas Eve and not only presents and, you know, Jesus was born and sort of going to church and family together and all those things, which I think is all important. But I really like everyone to take a step back and really think why this massive leader in history is so well known still today and why all of us still in some way, shape or form have been hugely influenced by this, particularly in the Western world. What leadership would that take from you to have that kind of influence? You know, some people would say there, you, there, no one can be Jesus. He was ordained or whatever, but he did have 12 disciples that we all know that were not ordained. They were not the son of God, if that's the way you believe it. They were 12 people that learned leadership and became huge leaders in the world. And if you look at the Bible and all that stuff, there's not a single word written by Jesus that I know of, but maybe I'm wrong. And I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure. I know they, it's quotes from him. I know it's been other people write about it, but I don't remember a single part where anything that he's actually written. So think about that. The leader of leaders never actually doesn't have a book of his own. It's about him. It's about the lessons he, he learned. It's about the life of the disciples with him, the book of Paul, the book of Peter or whatever. Sorry, misaccurate. I was way mis. I was way um, inaccurate there. I apologize, but you know what I'm saying. I was just throwing out the names because they went together off of my tongue. Sorry about that. But we all know. We all know that all the disciples, the apostles, continued to lead on, and they're the ones who continued to write down stuff, who continued to spread the message of Jesus. 
without them, it would have never lasted beyond his death. If there wasn't a group of men in this particular case that were so motivated by him to make the world a better place and provide a better relationship with God and forgiveness of sin and the freedom of our souls to sort of unshackle ourselves for enlightenment, if you will, even though it took a long time to get there, um, or a renaissance, betterly, for enlighten our minds. Um, but these things led to that. A lot of our advances and things like that came from our ability to open up our minds and love ourselves and be okay with ourselves, um, no matter what someone else told us. So that's part of the attraction and that's part of the reason it does so well with entrepreneurs because the Judeo-Christian beliefs are, we can really open up our minds to them because of the faith, because of the core values, because of the things that Jesus taught us and whether we realize it or not, all these lessons are coming at us in that way. So I obviously, I'm all over the board. I am not someone of religious study. I did go to Catholic school growing up. I am a Christian, but I apologize for any inaccuracies I have in there. And I would love other people's feedback if they want to correct anything or they want to help me clarify things with the audience or they have their own opinions of why Jesus was a leader. I would love to hear them. Um, but for me, this was just an exercise in sort of establishing what it is to be a leader that lasts legacies, right? And even Jesus didn't prepare us for the battle we're going to have to fight on the environment to save our environment, to save our planet, right? So as great as a leader he is, he may give us core values so we can go back and look at them. But he hasn't had something that he put into place that stopped us from doing what we did. So just like any leader, there can be faults and I want to be honest about them. He prepared us to do what we need to do as humans. He's prepared us to have the mind and the openness of the mind to go conquer the problems. That's what he gave us. But certain things like, you know, I would say that we didn't know back then and someone preaching about saving the planet when we thought it was flat would have been like, who would have thought of that? It was, it just wasn't the right time. So again, Jesus led for his time. He addressed the problem of the people at the time, but he did it in a way that he compounded it over generations and legacies through core values and, and doing the right thing and conviction um, and all the things we talked about. So again, um, I should be more knowledgeable. I should be more knowledgeable on this after all my schooling and everything like that. But I really tried to take it from a different perspective, which was hard for me. Like I had to really take a step back and look at what made him a leader and why did he have a legacy? And I sort of skated through all the things because I didn't want to go on forever and we're still way into this podcast. But I'm doing it because I think that he's the best example that we all know that are listening to this podcast that led a life and encouraged leadership in a way that has lasted 2,000 years. And 
you know, there's other religious leaders in the Eastern world, if we want to talk about the Western world, that also have these long-term legacies and the messages that they have that we're going to explore. So I don't want everyone to think that this is just a Christian-based thing. I just use it because, again, Christmas Eve, it was a good starting off point for me. I thought I had a lot of knowledge already in the subject matter because of my schooling. I honestly didn't ever look at it the way I just looked at it. And even though I've been doing the research for about a month, it's still so overwhelming to me in all the way everyone breaks it down and trying to figure out what it is that really made it a legacy. I gave you guys the real core values of a lot of what's out there. But again, um, and I collected the ones that were good for from my opinion, but ultimately it's up to you guys. Why do you think he was a good leader? So with that, thank you everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Be safe. I love you guys. Mm-hmm.